when you're a beginner, it's really frustrating to listen to the stories and advice of experts and think, yeah, it's easy for you because everyone knows who you are because you have this massive reputation and credibility because you have all of these connections and I'm just a beginner. I'm just getting started. I don't have all of that. What do I do? When well, this episode, I'm going to answer that question and give you a practical step-by-step framework for exactly what to do to solve this problem once and for all. I'm John Morrow, and this is Breakthrough the Noise. Podcast about rising above all the noise out there, all the endless ads and content and notification and get people to pay attention to you. Not just for a moment, not just for one poster video. On this podcast, you'll learn how to create lifelong fans who hang on your every word so you never have to break through the noise again. Just like we discussed in the very first episode, the most intimidating part about breaking through the noise is just that idea of putting yourself out there with all of the other people, many of whom might have more credentials, better reputation. I mean, they have big connections to influential people. And if you're a beginner and you don't have any of those things, If you feel like, you know, hey, I'm basically a nobody here, then it might be very difficult for you to believe you can compete, stand out, break through the noise, and spread your message. The good news is it's not a hopeless situation. There are absolutely things you can do. There are beginners with no connections and no reputation and no credentials getting started and being successful right now. And so in this episode, I'm going to get really practical. We're going to go down into actual tactics step by step. And I'm going to show you what to do if you are a beginner without a huge platform to begin with. Because that's exactly where I started about 10 years ago. And I also have plenty of students, thousands of them in this situation right now, so I have up-to-date advice for you on exactly what to do. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is the principle of getting started at anything. This is one of the themes that you'll hear me go back to many times, is the difference between principles and tactics. Principles don't really change. Tactics change all the time. In this case, the, the principle of apprenticeship. This hasn't really changed in thousands of years. And what you might not realize is it solves this whole problem of being a quote-unquote nobody even today. It solves it really well, just as well as it used to solve it thousands of years ago. The way it works is just a lot different. Because, I mean, obviously thousands of years ago, if you wanted to be a blacksmith... (laughs) and you had no education or connections, I mean, what did you do? You went and you became an apprentice to a blacksmith, okay? I mean, the same thing still exists. We just don't call people apprentices anymore. We call them interns, assistants, 
grunts, volunteers, mentees. Oh, there are all different kinds of names. But the bottom line principle here is when you're an apprentice, you do the grunt work the master doesn't really want to do anymore. That's what's in it for them. And this is one of the things that people miss. They want to go from zero to working on the most prestigious type of work from day one, and that doesn't really work. The reality is, if you want to learn anything, there has to be something in it for the other person who's teaching you. In the case of the apprentice model, the main thing that you're providing in many cases is grunt work. Okay, you're doing the stuff that your teacher doesn't really want to do anymore. All right, and the way that it benefits you, not only do you learn, right, but when you get really good at what you're doing, eventually you can go out there and market yourself under the master's name, under their brand. You can say, oh, I was a student of blank. I worked with blank. And even though people may not know your name, they're going to know your teacher's name. And that credibility will get you started. It will give you that essential reputation to get started, just like it gave blacksmiths their reputation thousands of years ago. Okay? So, I mean, if you were a blacksmith, you were apprenticed to a master blacksmith. And then when you went out to start your own blacksmith shop, you probably did it under the marketing of, oh, I was an apprentice to so-and-so. So even though people don't know you, they know your master, and that's how you got started, right? Now, let's go through a somewhat more current example of that, just to show you what I'm talking about. This is how I got started. I was an apprentice. Now, it looks, obviously, a lot different, and thankfully, I'm not thousands of years old, now, this is a decade old, okay? But I still think you'll be able to see how this can work today. All right, so when I first started, I was writing for free for another blog at the time called Copy Blogger. Copy Blogger was the biggest marketing blog of the time. And what I did while I was there, I just sort of became a very consistent writer. I became someone who would contributed an article very frequently for free, and I worked hard to make sure my articles were as polished as possible, and then I worked to promote those articles after the fact. And I didn't get paid a dime for doing those articles, especially in the beginning. I was working for free, for exposure, and also for mentoring. Because when I submitted an article, I submitted it to the founder of the site, Brian Clark, who's one of the most famous content marketers in history. Copy blogger still ranks for content marketing, okay, on Google. So I was working for Brian Clark. He would review my articles and give me feedback. And every time I wrote an article, I got better. So I say I was working for free, but how valuable is the advice and direct feedback and critique of one of the best people in the industry? I'll tell you, it's priceless. So 
Eventually, after working all of that time for free, Brian wanted to pay me to become a staff writer and an editor. But at the time, I was also, because I have serious health condition, I'm actually quote-unquote disabled. I have a type of muscular dystrophy. And I was on Medicaid at the time, and they were limiting my income. So I actually could not get paid. So the deal I made with Brian, and this turned out to be way more valuable than the, the actual money that he would have paid me, is I said, I'll, instead of paying me, number one, one of these days I'm going to ask you for a favor, and you can't say no, okay? Which is like this mafia sort of thing. And uh, the second thing I said was that the other way you can quote-unquote pay me is by making introductions to uh, a lot of other people. And so, for years, I introduced myself as John from Copyblogger. And even though people didn't know who John Morrow was, they knew what Copyblogger was in the industry. And so, that would open the door immediately. All right, and I made connections with a ton of people even after I left Copyblogger for years, I marketed myself as former editor of Copyblogger, even when I'd started my own business. Why? Because the former editor of Copyblogger continued to open doors for me as I built my reputation. So, I mean, those connections and also those favors that Brian did for me, he ended up promoting my new blog when I started it. He ended up sending me very valuable clients. It's a whole story to tell about some of the favors he did and how much they were worth. But in total, I would say, at a bare minimum, what Brian did for me was worth at least a million dollars. Now, I had to work a lot of hours in exchange for that. I wasn't quote-unquote paid in money, but over my career, it's been worth a fortune. A fortune. And it was the same sort of apprenticeship model. Brian didn't want to write a blog post every week. So guess who wrote the blog post? Me. Brian didn't want to respond to the comments. So guess who responded to the comments? Me. Brian didn't want to ask people to share the post. So guess who asked people to share the post? Me. It was grunt work. It was not fun. I did it anyway for the chance to learn from a master. So... The question that's probably on your mind is, all right, well, how do I get a master like that? Where do I find one? How do I get them to choose me, right? Because masters could work with a lot of different apprentices. Why would they choose you? So what I'm going to do right now is actually walk you through step-by-step step, a super actionable, super practical method for becoming an apprentice. The first step is you need to choose the medium you want to eventually master. In the last episode, I talked about how not all types of content marketing are the same. That saying you're good at content marketing is kind of like saying you're very athletic. When each different type of content marketing, whether it be Facebook or YouTube or blogging or Instagram or whatever the case may be, is actually a separate sport. And in the beginning, you need to choose just one of those that you want to get really, really good at. So that's step one. If you don't choose 
all of the rest of this falls apart. So you need to choose just one of those to get really good at. Next, become a well-informed beginner in that area. And what I mean by well-informed is, if you go to any sort of master in any sort of field, and you ask them to teach you, if you don't already know the basics, if you don't already know what's easy to learn, then you are wasting their time and being disrespectful of their expertise. So the way that you master the basics, the way that you get started is with the free stuff out there. There's free stuff on just about every topic, especially around content marketing, around breaking through the noise, on any of those platforms. So start with that. Use Google, use YouTube, type in how to grow an Instagram account, type in how to write a blog post, whatever it is you want to learn how to do, go read all the free stuff that's out there. Become an avid consumer of educational information. Whatever the top blogs are, the top YouTube channels are, the top podcasts are, consume it, learn, so that at least you can communicate intelligently with someone who has mastered their craft. This is so essential. The next step, and this is the one that you're not going to like, is to pay for your first mentorship at a minimum. And what I mean by paying for a mentorship is usually signing up for a class with group coaching. A lot of people see these $2,000 courses and they say, oh my God, I'd love to get that information. What they don't realize is the information you get in those programs is the least valuable piece of what you receive. Because usually what they include is a Facebook group where the expert themselves is in the Facebook group, or they include uh, Q&A calls where the expert themselves is on the Q&A calls. What you need to do is join one of those courses, then do all of the homework, and be the one student in the class who does every homework assignment. I've been teaching classes online for years. Out of tens of thousands of students, I've probably had less than 10 do all of the homework assignments. And all of them are superstars, and I know all of their names. So if you want to stand out, if you want to become that person the master wants to mentor, then take the advice they're already selling, because there are masters in every one of these spaces that sell courses. You can find them when you're reading the free information. You'll come across it, okay? And then what you want to do is sign up, spend the money. It's usually one to two grand, maybe as much as five, but that's rare. And then really implement everything, become a star student. The next step, ask them for a quote about you. A quote like, John Moore is the best student I've ever had. John Moore implemented this and got 100,000 visitors within 60 days. I couldn't be more impressed. John Morrow is going to be a superstar in the future. The quote that I got from my mentor, Brian Clark, was, John Morrow is a traffic genius. If he teaches what he learns to the public, the total traffic on the web is about to spike. I've used that quote for years. For years. 
It, it was one of the foundations of my credibility. Okay, you can get that quote just by being a good student. Just by being a good student. You don't even have to go work for them for free for years like I did. Now, how to get the quote? Most people make the mistake of asking an expert to give them a quote. That is not how this is done. The way this is done is you write it yourself. You send them the idea or maybe ideally two or three different quotes and you ask them for approval and just say, if you need me to make any modifications, just let me know. All right. Nine times out of 10, they'll come back and say, I like this one. Go. And you have a quote from one of the most respected people in your space. Over time, a quote like that can be worth, again, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. As you build your reputation, as you get these kind of quotes, the other thing that will happen is that masters in your field will start to take notice of you. And they will begin volunteering their advice. These days, I still pay for apprenticeships, by the way. I still pay for classes. I'm in one right now that's for seasoned executives that cost $25,000 a year. Do I regret paying it? No, I'm learning priceless things that you can't learn anywhere else. Now, I no longer need the credibility. That's one of the great things. But if I needed the credibility, you think I could get a quote? You bet I could, right? Now, a lot of times though, like in the content marketing space, I don't pay. If I want to go launch a podcast, like this podcast, I go to the leaders in the field, so like John Lee Dumas, one of the leading experts on podcasts in the world. I email John and John is happy to get me free advice. Also, if John is working on his blog and he wants free advice from me, I'm happy to give it to him. Okay, so as you rise through the ranks, as you build your reputation as someone who's smart and getting things done, eventually people will start to at least offer you advice for free and you'll learn faster and faster. You'll get connections. You'll make more and more money. Things just start to spiral in a very good way. All right, the bottom line here is breaking through the noise is really about two things. Skill in your medium of choice and connections. That's what it's all about. A mentor is the best way of achieving both of those. And now you have a step-by-step -step process for exactly how to get there. Enjoy. If you enjoyed this episode, by all means, go to iTunes or your podcast player of choice. Subscribe so you get updates about new ones. Also, if there's anyone you know who's trying to break through the noise, especially if that person is a writer or a small business owner, then by all means, send them over. Let them have a listen. I think this will only help them and your recommendation will help us grow. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next episode.